This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Okay, so let's get to the subject that we touched on in uh, in the last uh, hour, and that is some proposed changes uh, uh, to the cover that uh, we receive from the road accident fund. Uh, the legal, profession, uh, legal professionals have expressed concerns that the proposed amendments to the draft road accident fund amendment bill will negatively impact the financial dis- financially disadvantaged and marginalized. Um, they suggest that the road accident fund should prioritize its internal challenges before before considering any changes to the legislation. Moreover, the fund has argued that the proposed amendments are intended to address current disparities and ensure that accident victims, regardless of their socioeconomic status, receive full benefits from the fund. Let's hear more then um, from doc- from a member of the Progressive Healthcare Forum, Dr. Aslam Dasu, joining us on the line. Good morning to you, sir, and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Hi. Good to be here. So what, what is the extent, really, of the change? I mean, it has uh, seemingly been... Maybe we should talk about, yeah, the extent, firstly, of the changes that are being proposed and the rationale. I mean, there's some the, the, the most reports seem to have just summed it up as to the fact that uh, the, the biggest impact will be to those people who have got their own private medical cover, that they will be excluded from claiming from the, medica- the road accident fund. Yes. So these amendments are, you know, quite controversial, as you say. But there's a, there's a separate issue here. And that is how the Road Accident Fund usually legislates for deterioration. By that I mean um, every time it struggles to pay what it's obliged to, it runs to the legislature and gets the bill that covers the Road Accident Fund, or the laws that covers the Road Accident Fund amended, so they don't have to pay it. Mm. So... This, this, this is the fundamental issue here. When I was on the board until 2010, the Road Accident Fund had a contingent liability. That means it's unfunded liability of outstanding claims of about 60 billion rand. Hmm. That number today is 360 billion rand. And that's because they can't meet the, the claims that are being placed. Mm. The entire operation is designed to... Uh, uh, the default position is to um, uh, oppose the claim, take it to court, clog up the court system, and, you know, finally may may or may not settle after years of, of people trying. So this is a... Uh, and that's a, a deliberate court. tactic. Yes. So this is an albatross around mm. the neck of the economy. Think about that. 360 billion rand liability. That's about the same as ESCOM's debt. And it's on the government's balance sheet, on the state's mm. balance sheet. Mm. And that's because we don't actually require a road accident fund. We are probably one of only two or three countries in the world that have a road accident fund. And it's a, it, it, they initially changed it to a no-fault compensation scheme. In other words, you know, whoever, whatever the cause of the accident is, uh, or uh, you know, whoever is driving in whatever state, whether they're licensed, doesn't really matter. You know, that there's no fault applied that everybody gets covered because the road accident fund is funded by a levy on petrol and diesel. 
Now, this is, this, you know, and then to, to put in an amendment that says those on medical aid won't be covered, as though those on medical aid don't pay for petrol and diesel. So, so it, it's quite absurd. Mm. Uh, when they started this, uh, one of the larger medical schemes, uh, Discovery Health Medical Scheme, took them to court, won the case, uh, went to appeal, won the appeal as well. And, and the appeal against the road accident fund refusing to compensate the, the, the scheme mm. for, the, for the upfront cost it paid for the treatment of its members, mm. as is their legal right. And for the road accident fund to be saying, well, we are on the right side of the law, means there's a very poor understanding of the law by the management of the road accident fund. Mm. So, I mean, again, the, the tricky here, the tricky part here would be how you exclude certain members if we are all contributing to the road accident fund in some form, in some form, uh, via through our taxes. That's correct. Mm. That's absolutely correct. And and you know, so so I don't know how this, this legislation I can't see passing, and if it does, it will be challenged in court, and you know, it will be struck down because it's completely against. Uh, the constitutional provision that we are all covered. Now, here's the uh, you know the, the the real situation should be that we shut down the road accident fund. That, and I'll explain why here in mm. a simple way. If you were to say suffer a a, a leg fracture in a car accident, mm. or if you fell off a ladder and suffered the same uh, fracture, the input costs for your medical care are exactly the same. The injury is the same. So why have a separate fund for this? In addition to, to that, the road accident fund pays general damages and then special damages and all those sorts of additional amounts, mainly designed initially to give you income support if you are disabled following the accident. Now, that can be handled by a smart social security system. The building blocks are there, and it can be transferred. And the risk for running the fund, for, for, for managing these claims, must be transferred to the private sector. I don't know if you recall, mm. back in the day, you'd have a disc on your windscreen. Yes, third party. The third party disc. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's what, what that means, that every vehicle that you, that, that whoever owns the vehicle will have to purchase that annually, right? And that covers you in the event of an accident mm. against liability. But it won't cover you if you are driving drunk or if you are without a, a license and that sort of thing. And, and in fact, that's the disincentive for poor road use. But right now, there isn't any disincentive for poor road use. Yeah. So we have carnage on our roads. And, and, you know, this idea that, oh, that we, have, we want to extend the fund to poor people, that's just utter rubbish. It's been, poor people have been covered by it. Mm. The road accident fund and what they say is not to be trusted. And hmm. I think what we have here is the opportunity, instead of the government to withdraw this amendment, get the management of the road accident fund to stabilize its operations, which mm. seems to be happening, and then shut this thing down over the next few years and transfer the benefits into a social security system. Mm. Leave the private sector to collect the, the premiums on the, on the third-party disc, and all uh, uh, expenses and costs following an accident can be covered by them, not what? by the state and not by us. Well, if, as you mentioned yourself, that, uh, you know, they've got liabilities in excess of the, the road accident funds, they've got liabilities in excess of 300 billion um, um, rand, what other ways are there for them to try and, you know, cut back on 
uh, or you know on that on that liability well there isn't here's the problem so it got 60 billion in 2010 it's 360 billion odd now and this just grows so the road accident fund gets its income from the 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 petrol levy right and uh, you know it gets about i think 15 billion a year in petrol and diesel mm. um and and it uses that to just cover claims more or less up to that amount but they don't actually make it so the liability grows this is a straight line it's been growing all the time if you don't stop it now that liability will keep on growing mm. so what they try to do is they say okay let's cut out medical aid members so maybe you know the liability will come down now you can't just do that there's a constitution they should be reminded mm. of you know and and um and and really the real answer to this is that we don't need this fund we don't need it. All it does, the only people who benefit from it really are the few who get paid out and are of the legal fraternity. And it messes up. And I, I know for a fact the Justice Department will be most delighted if we shut this thing down because it takes up to 40% of mm. all court time. You know? Okay. And, and yeah. so, so it's a real problem. It's a liability to us. It doesn't work for South Africa. It must be done away with. Dr. Aslam Dasu, strong words there. He's a member of the Progressive Healthcare Forum. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So what do you think of what Dr. Aslam Dasu there is saying about uh, do away with this thing? We don't need it. It is not fit for purpose. It is uh, uh, bogged down in administrative challenges. They can need to stabilize it and get their own house in order before they start uh, cutting back on the cover that they are proposing to give to people. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.